What up? No one likes a tuna back in the house. <laughs> back in the house. <laughs> we have a special guest on today's pod, just FYI. Hey, what's hey. up? <laughs> Rosalie's having lunch, and uh, yeah, we're just going to chill while we're having our body. <laughs> All right. We got little no, little N. Little no Little Sarah. N. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> little B. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. This is cycle 27. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. We made it. Okay. Another uh, another rotation around mm-hmm. the uh, the movies here. And we're starting off hot because we decided to watch Fast X. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, we just wanted, I think we really just wanted to see it again. Like it had been a few months since we saw it in theaters. It had come out on home video. I wanted to see how it played on home video. I wanted to dig deeper into Fast X and see what that situation was like. And in your estimation, how did it feel? How does it stack up versus theatrical experience, number one? Mm -hmm. Slash, how does it stack up versus the rest of the movies, I guess, number two? Mm -hmm. Like, does it Mm -hmm. move anywhere on your list? Okay, okay. I think... Um, like I'm pretty comfortable watching movies at home, so I would say the theatrical versus at home experience, not a huge loss. I wow. think. Okay. Yeah, I think it. I think for me, it works. It worked in both. Um. Yeah, I think. Um, as far as like, how does it stack up? I was really hot. I was really hot on it when I. Uh, you were hot on this movie. Was, when you were. You're maybe too hot. <laughs> flaming hot. Flaming hot. You were we flaming hot on this movie last time we talked. It's probably not quite as hot as the initial, but I mean, okay. I think the I think the underlying point still stands is that um, Vin Diesel, Dominic Toretto, act his ass off, and I think a big part of that is yeah. a big part of that is. Dante's character, it is Momoa. I think that having a clear and present bad guy puts yeah. Dominic Toretto in danger. And both the character and the actor, Definitely. I think Vin Diesel, work best in an environment where they are stressed like stressed. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Big yeah. time. So. Totally. I think that's good. And I think the movie effectively like creates a stressful environment for, for Dom to like exist in, you know? Mm hmm. Um, so for me, so for me, I think that yeah. premise of the movie carries um, and has carried in through the second watch here in a way that, you know, if I think about some of the previous movies here, the stakes are low, lower, and yeah. therefore it makes everybody, you know, act a little funny. I mean, I think you're right. I think like. I think this movie might have moved up for me in my estimation. I think mm-hmm. I was a little cooler on it than you were. But it's sort of, it's like a bunch of things have 180. I bought this movie on Apple, Apple Movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hello. And um, so I, what that came with is a commentary track from Louis Leterrier. Ooh, and I watched cool. the movie with the commentary track, which I'm mm-hmm. so glad I did. 
Um, but it did make me appreciate a lot of the like non Dante pieces of this movie a lot more. I think I was like, when I came into this before, I was like, Momo is making some choices and I appreciate those and they're kind of wild. And that's, that's always like good to see somebody going like that big and that far out and like mm -hmm. whatever. I actually think on second rewatch for me, that's a less successful part of the movie. Mm -hmm. And the more successful parts are really like the set pieces that they put together for this in Rome uh, and like on the dam and like all, it's sort of it, the one that's back in Brazil mm -hmm. in Rio. Um, the drag race? Yeah, the drag race, race, the race piece, mm -hmm. which I like a, lo a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I like that sequence a ton. Um. And hearing Louis sort of go through it and talk about the choices they made and the, like the sort of why they wanted certain things to be dynamic and why they wanted certain things to work a certain, yeah, I was like, that's great, you know, mm -hmm. that's really cool. And like what they built versus what they did practically versus what they did on location, mm -hmm. um, uh, that helped me basically. Yeah. Was yeah. there? So I think the I think the Rome scene is. <laughs> did not translate well on second watch. It was mm. a little bit wacky on first try here. And then yeah. I, my thought is that as I continue to watch that scene, it's going to get worse and worse every time I watch it. Was there anything offered in that commentary, which maybe added some different color to it? To me, it's just like, all right, we have a neutron bomb that somehow like defies the laws yeah. of physics and has infinite motion here. That was difficult, I think, uh, on the rewatch for me. I mean, there's some little pieces, right? So, like, the little pieces that were interesting were that Tyrese and um, Ludacris, like, their lines are a lot of, they do a lot of improv together. Mm -hmm. And we sort of gathered that, but, like, it was confirmed. Um, and so, um, Jason did all the motorcycle shit himself, and he was like, I don't know... I think we just didn't tell the insurance company. That's what Louis was like. I'm not sure how we were allowed to do this. Jason uh -huh. sort of just got on the motorcycle and, and uh, was driving around and did it all himself. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. Um, but what I liked was he was talking about, in the action sequence, he was like, I always try to think about who wants what. Hmm. Like, who wants what? And I just try to show that. Like, you know, the bad guys want to release the bomb and he, and Dom wants to stop the bomb. That's like the big overarching thing. Mm -hmm. But then within that, there's all these little moments of like, this team wants this. This team wants to like, you know, get the car down the hill and block this. You, you know, the police want to sort of come around here and block. Who wants to do what, like accomplish what goal and what is the physical action they're going to take to sort of accomplish that goal, even if it's a goal that's within sort of a 10 second piece of the film. Hmm. So I, I liked how he was like thinking about constructing his set pieces like that, you know, mm. of like, all right, it's all motivated by character and who actually wants what's going on. That was really interesting. And then to see that sort of play out on screen in front of us was really good, you know, of like, okay, he wants to jump onto this car. That's what he wants to do. He wants to get from this to here. So how do we construct this piece where he gets from there to there? in an mm -hmm. interesting sort of dynamic Fast and Furious way. And I also like that he talked a lot about like, 
we're going to do things the Fast and Furious way. There is sort of like a technical visual language to these films. And so like I was very conscious of that and making sure that we like spoke that language a lot of the time. Mm. And like, why are we doing it this way? Well, it's like sort of the Fast and Furious way. <laughs> you yeah. know? That's what I, I was like, cool, man. Like don't overthink it a lot of times too. You know? That's cool. Um, I, yeah. Yeah. When I think about the unfolding of a sequence and when I think about who wants what and how do you show that on screen, I think what comes to mind to me is the, you know, is Too Fast, Too Furious and how we have all those different players. We've got yeah. APD, we've got the uh, customs people, we've got the crew, we've got all the street racers, and then we have Barone and his squad that are all kind of out right. about. And, you know, I think that's one of those that doesn't translate right off the bat. But if you watch, if you watch it enough times, you totally. figure out. Of course it does. Who wants what. Yeah. yeah. But who wants think, what? And I yeah. think, I honestly feel like Too Fast is the movie that sort of established a lot of this stuff in the, like, what's the Fast and Furious way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of doing that kind of thing. Which it doesn't get enough credit for, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing that I thought was cool from that Rome sequence was that Dante, on the hill, after the bomb goes off, Dante, did you notice that Dante does the like Christ the Redeemer pose on the top mm-hmm. of the hill? Just like we do the sort of like drone fly around the, the shot of it mm-hmm. uh, in five and all the, all the other establishing of Rio. It's like they do the exact, they mimic the same like camera movements and stuff around him. I mean, and that's not just like you know, that's not just a Rio pose. That's a classic Dominic Toretto. Oh, you know, totally. It doesn't matter if it's an inch or a mile. And you know, we've got the running symbolism here of the cross and the chain, and you know, it's very Fast and the Furious to yeah. represent the. Uh, this is Brazil, <laughs> like that kind of vibe. Exactly. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I just like. I think I just liked this movie a lot more. I think I liked Jason's performance a little less than I did last time. Mm-hmm. Still appreciate he's swinging. Yeah, I think some of his swings miss a little more for me on this second rewatch. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I have some other great. I mean, this is like all I did. I watched the commentary. I like took some notes, but when they're in the container. He was talking about like how Tyrese like was just farting up the container the whole time, and everybody they like couldn't get through the scene because everybody had to like take a break from Tyrese's farts in the container. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah, that that real life experience is palpable in the uh, the final cut that they chose. Everybody looked pretty uncomfortable coming out of that. Hundred uh, percent. But it also, he talked a lot about, like, these guys are all friends. They are yeah. all friends, and, like, they like working with each other, and that's a big part of this, basically. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, and that's a big part of what makes it all work. Um, oh. And then, like, the greatest part of the commentary was, like, the damn scene at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Louis, like, went on forever about this damn and how the dude seemingly loves dams he was like we scouted maybe 
six, seven dams, and they were all so beautiful. <laughs> and like, I just love them. Like, what a huge dynamic presence they all are. And this one is between it's, Portugal and Spain. Yeah. It's the potential energy, right? It's the holding back of all of those, you know, I don't know, thousands, millions he of pounds. could not stop talking energy, about this yeah, dam and, and how, like, awesome it was and how much he loved it. He was like, this one is like the Hoover, like it's so big, but it's a little more elegant, you know? Ooh, I was like, oh, my God. oh okay. <laughs> nice. I was nice. like, Louie, man, I, who knew you were such a damn head, bro? <laughs> <laughs> um, I loved it. I had a great time watching it. Um, I don't know where it sits in my, like, rankings right now. I don't even know where my rankings sit. Maybe we should use this cycle to sort of maybe come up with some updated rankings. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Okay. For sure. Um, I gave myself, like, a fast-forward little wash refresh right before this. I mm-hmm. Like, one of the things that still kind of stands out to me is Grandma Toretto here. Yeah. Like, where Rita. did she come from? What totally. do you think? she's going to be doing for the next one or two movies. It it almost seems like they had Queenie Shaw in there and like for some reason they needed another old old lady. Yeah. But you know, what's gonna happen to her? Is she gonna be captured? Like is she just gonna be provide narration? She's gonna be talking to Lil B. She'll be the. Like, I don't know. I mean, it would be cool if they on. went on. If if Jacob is dead, dead eh, seemingly, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Sacrifice himself. Mm-hmm. Be cool if they did some action shit together, like Rita Moreno and Little B. If she mm-hmm. sort of took over that role, I guess. My guess is she will do almost nothing for the next right? two movies. Next one movie. Next two movies. One mm. to two movies. I mean, My guess just is seems- one. Yeah, it seems unnecessary to just introduce her and just have her get captured, you know? It's but like, it's like the Cardi B effect of, like, Dom, or, or like, Vin Diesel is like, I'm really into you. You've just mm-hmm. popped off. I'm sure, like, Vin went to see, because she was in the remake of West Side Story, right? Mm. This is, like, my trajectory here. Vin and Spielberg are friends. Mm. <laughs> so quiet, so quiet. <laughs> Which is a crazy fact, but I believe is true. Uh-huh. Rita Moreno was in the original West Side Story. Am I wrong about this? No, I'm right about this. Rita Moreno okay. is in the original West Side Story. Okay. Uh, Spielberg, as a, like a nod, casts her as an older figure in the new West Side Story. Mm-hmm. Vin gets invited to the premiere of the new West Side Story because he's uh, friends with Spielberg, who directed it. He watches Rita Moreno on, on the big screen, and he's like, oh my god, <laughs> I gotta get her in the next Fast and Furious movie. Uh-huh. And then he just like calls her agent, and she says, "Yeah, I mean, sure. you you got to pay me, but sure, yeah. <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> Absolutely, Mr. Diesel. I would yeah. love to join your... What's it? Your... What's it called? Fast and what? Who? <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about that old movie, right? I watched that one back in the day. <laughs> yeah, she's talking to her. I'm going to be in a movie with Mr. Gasoline something. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, like, yeah. and then is she going to be the next one? I, I, I mean, maybe. Yeah. Right? So. Okay. But that is, like, what I assume happened with Cardi B stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Where our... I don't know. Maybe he got like, maybe he his daughter wanted him to take him to a Cardi B concert, and he went, and he was like, "This lady is great. <laughs> I gotta get her the music." Let me make a phone call. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's sort well, of what I imagine happening with. <laughs> yeah, but the thing that is annoying about it is that like it's it's like just make it your mother, man. Like I, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like you could, it, the timeline could work. Bro. Right. Like, I'm right. sorry to tell you. You're like 50-something years old. Like, it could mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. That's very nice. Mm-mm-mm. All right. So he makes the call to Rita's agent. It seems like he made more of a call. Um, it was a little bit more involved, a little bit more of a commit from the uh, Brie Larson team here. Like, we've got little yeah. nobody here, and... We can expect her to continue in the footsteps of her. Yeah, test nobody. Agent nobody. Yeah. But that one, I remember that in the press. I think yeah. she was promoting something else. And she was like, somebody asked her, she was like, what movie would you want to be in if you could be, if you, what? She was like, Fast and Furious. I love those movies. <laughs> and then, like, probably, like, fell out of his chair. You know what I mean? Like, oh, oh, oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I gotta go. We're gonna make this happen. Yeah. So, but I remember that, like, story popping off, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, can you entertain the folks for, like, two minutes while I um, deal with sure. Rosalie for a second? She's Take pretty care of some baby lunch. business? Yeah, I gotta yeah. do a baby business for a second. No problem. So... I brought up Brie Larson because it seems like her new show, Lessons in Chemistry, based on the books, is um, pretty popular here. So, my question to Nick, but also to, you know, the rest of the people out here is, you know, what's the timeline for when she started talking to Vin about her Fast X um, involvement and... You know, integration into the Fast Saga. How did that line up with her filming of the uh, of the TV show? And you know, I think it was a good choice. I think the concept here of having big name celebrities who are also, you know, not only making appearances in Fast X but also actively working and promoting another big projects has proven to be a pretty successful model here at the very least it helps promote uh the people and the projects that are you know relevant to us in the fast universe cool i imagine you and the listeners had like a very cool time talking (laughs) yeah yeah awesome just yeah just talking about brie and um uh, her work on lessons in chemistry and how mm, how are we feeling about that show? 
I haven't watched it directly. It seems like okay. people are into. You've watched it, it over the shoulder indirectly. Indirect, indirect watching here. It yeah, seems like the audience feedback is very good. I okay. do know that the uh, the book from a library perspective has a long wait list, so I think those two uh, things might be going together. Yeah, it seems like the public reception is is positive to the show. Strong. Huh? My public reception is not as positive on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't read the book, and I don't know much about it. I, I'm a Brie head. I really like her. She's mm-hmm. she's good in the show. Uh, I don't want to get too into it. I'm not a huge. I'm just not that big on the show in itself, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My general thought here is that. Because that show is doing well, I think it brings positive attention to the uh, to Fast X here. Yeah, Fast I think X. so too. Uh, maybe yeah. some like people who are tuning into Lessons in Chemistry will be like, "What else is this actress in?" And then they'll be like, mm-hmm. "Oh, Fast X! Oh, wow, Fast what's Fast that? <laughs> wow. Wow. That sounds kind of good." <laughs> Let's see what Mr. Gasoline is up to. I would say, like, the Richton test nobody thing, this watch around, I was, like, more into it, I think, than I mm. was before. I was like, yeah, Brie, let's get fucking Brie going here, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I hope they don't do it in a way that they just make her sort of, like, the stand-in governmental body person. This is what they will do, but they shouldn't. Which is, like, they make her the, like, check-in point for, like, mm-hmm. a governmental agency. Kind of like the hour they were trying to set Scotty Scotty Eastwood up for, mm-hmm. until he like sort of chat the bed. Uh, yeah, I guess. Like I don't know. He's just like I think they were just like ah. <laughs> I mean, like Scott Eastwood, Brie Larson. Like, <laughs> uh, which one are we gonna take here? <laughs> right. Right. You know. Uh. So. Yeah, I think. She'll just be the, like, check-in on the government side of things eventually mm-hmm. if they keep going with it. But I wish they'd just let her, like, do her whole own thing and, like, her have a whole franchise by herself. Oh, interesting. Kicking ass and taking names and racing cars. And, like, once in a while, Dom checks in. Hey, oh. You know? That's a good one. Yeah. I like that offshoot. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I don't got much else from this movie right now, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Um, I mean, the last thing to touch on, I think, is Cypher. You know, we spent a yeah. few movies here working with Cypher. You know, seems kind of bad. Hacks the planet, flies remote drones, you know, whatever. But in this movie, she spends most of it trapped. So In various locations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <Yeah. laughs> it's like yeah I don't know that's I want true. one of these instances where it's a bad guy who becomes a good guy like that's mm-hmm. all fine but it like yeah. it kind of gives us no resolution on any of this stuff I think I did yeah. talk about this last time I kind of want like at the end of the final movie if like they beat Dante and all this stuff is uh, hunky dory and they're all good to go and Cypher's alive, and Dom's, like, standing next to her, and they shake hands. They're like, great job. I'm glad we did that. And then Dom, like, takes out a knife and, like, stabs her. <laughs> like, great. We're done with the business we need to do together? Okay. 
You forgot the street fight wasn't over. Exactly. Right? Like, yeah. I do want something there where we get some resolution for this. Because we don't get it with Statham. Mm-hmm. We don't get with it. We don't get with Statham. We don't get it with Owen Shaw. Really, I mean, we did until they like negated it. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know. The worst. Yeah. The worst possible outcome is that they get into a tussle, and Cipher has some sort of like epiphany, and takes a bullet for Dom. Yeah. That's the worst outcome possible. Okay. Like. Yeah. She True. killed she killed Elena just for fun. And that's unacceptable. And the streets, That's completely un- like honestly out of line. If yeah. somebody did that to somebody I cared about, I would just tell them that's over the that's out that's over the line. <laughs> right. Right. And I don't think I would be friends with them. Mm-hmm. Um so. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. I, I'm 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 like ready for resolution there. The Diamond Hansu one is like the best one going back, where it's just like yeah, he blows up in a helicopter. Great, like you know what I mean. Like okay, chip <laughs> chop. There we go. All done, yeah. baby. You know I'm into that vibe basically. Yeah. Um. Okay, you want to do some shout outs? Sure. All right. What do you want to shout out to? So I've been holding on to this one for a while, uh, but I think it's so cool. So I'm giving a shout out to the Amazon toilet paper couriers. Okay. So Ooh. I don't know if you have this in your region, nope, but don't. in the New York City area. Uh, so backstory here is it's been proven in metropolitan areas that... Uh, truck drivers, or yeah, driving trucks and uh, delivery trucks and other forms of like transportation are incredibly inefficient ways mm-hmm. to do last mile deliveries. Um, what works really well, cargo bikes. Yeah. And there are a lot of um, cities internationally that don't allow deliveries in like their busiest parts of the right. Of the city, and instead you have to take some sort of alternative transportation, whether that's a man-powered uh, cargo bike or some sort of um, like interceptor meter made sort of thing, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. motorized but small profile. Right. Um, one of the things that I've noticed over the past few months is that the Amazon they have these guys that are Amazon delivery guys, and they ride, I believe, electric assist bicycles. Yep, and they have maybe a six-foot trailer on it that has bicycle wheels on it, and it's just full of toilet paper and paper towels. Hell yeah. Because, you know, one of the things that we started doing in Pandemic was, like, ordering that kind of stuff. Because, yeah. one, you couldn't get it, and two, even if you were in New York City to go to your grocery store and, like, try to buy this sort of thing, the level of, like, discomfort and the cumbersome... I know, taking like, nature, toilet paper home is always, like... It's both cumbersome and like it shouldn't be, but it is weirdly embarrassing because you can't put it in a bag to like hide it. Yeah. And it's this giant thing with like 16 rolls of toilet paper. And you just kind of got to be like, I just don't yeah. want to buy it a lot. Like, I'm not, I don't shit that much. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I shit a normal amount, everybody. It's a lose-lose you know? either way. If you carry too much, it looks like you... Like, exactly. You, you got a problem. You got a problem. If you, buy too, if you buy too little, you also look like an idiot. If you're only walking out with four rolls, just like, dude, get your life together. Yeah, can people are like, like, a little bit is he ahead? okay? Like, can he afford more? <laughs> like, is he that destitute that he can only buy four rolls at a time? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, now they have these guys that are, you know, utilizing this, you know, alternative form of transportation, and they are highly efficient, they're Amazon branded, and they carry so much they carry a lot on the back of this thing so they're great I think it's a great sort of like use of that mode of transportation and I'm glad that I'm glad that they're doing it so alright well out shout to out to the Amazon it reminds me of like when I went to India you'd see all these mopeds driving around with like a ton of shit on the back that they're yeah. either bringing to a market or like dropping off places and stuff, you know it's like mm-hmm. cool um uh okay I have an I have like a weird I just have a weird story to tell for my shout out. <laughs> I was at a movie theater going to see a movie a new movie mm-hmm. which we'll get to later the movie the, the shout out doesn't relate to what movie it is but I was at this movie theater I went to the like the Lux showing which was like pricey. Mm-hmm. It was just because, like, the time worked out. I'm not a big fan of the luxe theaters, you know, like the luxury sort of, like, lounge theaters. Okay. Anyway, so, like, you know, we're in the previews, and, like, the guy two seats down. It's not super full, but there's a guy two seats down with me who's on a date with his wife or girlfriend or partner or something. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, whatever. And they're, like, having a good time and chatting and, uh, um, you know, making comments about the trailers. I was like, oh, cool. But it's like the, you get a little tickle in your mind that's like, mm-hmm. this guy going to talk through the movie. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. this guy going to talk through the movie. Um, so, so, I... Uh, you know, I waited, I was patient, and he, the movie started, and yeah, he's still talking to his girlfriend or date mm-hmm. or whatever. And I'm like, all right. You know, I, most people, they talk during the first half, if they talk, they dur- talk during the first half hour, and then they sort of get bored of talking, and they settle into the movie, and they just, you know. So I'm like, I'll be patient. Just be mm-hmm. patient. Be calm. And then a half an hour goes by, and they're still talking it up like it's their living room. <laughs> Basically, and I'm like, okay. Are they talk? Are they talking movie stuff or non-movie stuff? Yeah, he's like making a comment about every, asking questions, making comments. They're talking mm. about the movie, but it's like, like there's context clues out here, everybody. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's okay. Um, and so, um, so yeah, so he's like talking a lot whatever you know like it doesn't drive me nuts but i'm like all right just i'm gonna have to say something just be polite you know i'm not Mm -hmm. gonna be like shut the fuck up right you know but i'm just be polite be like so i lean over i'm like hey i was like hey do you mind just not talking Mm -hmm. that's how i said it verbatim i was like it wasn't the nicest ask in the world but it wasn't like super dickhead Mm mm-hmm he stands up immediately and goes, what the fuck did you say to me? He was like, 
You talk to me like that? Don't ever talk to me like that. Like he, he gets super aggro. He's uh-huh. now six feet tall above me in like a barca lounger chair, right? I'm like, what the, f-? I literally was like, what the fuck? Like, what the, what was going on? He was like, I spent 20 years in prison, motherfucker. Like, I was like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah. Do they let you talk during the movies? In prison? I was like, no, I didn't say that. I was like, immediately I switch into like, I have a 10-month-old baby, and, like, I'm not looking to end up in the hospital today. Right. Like, right. immediately, my like my whole body switches into this mode, right, mm-hmm. of just, like, okay, how do I de-escalate this situation and then leave? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but he, yeah. like, talks to me in a very, like, he, like, threatens me for, like, five minutes. And then is like, you can go over there. You can get the fuck away from me. And he, like, points to the back of the theater and, like, back uh-huh. I was like, no, man, it's all good. Like, I'm out. Like, see ya. And so yeah. he, like, finally goes and sits back down. I stand up, clean up my table, like a nice theater patron, and then uh-huh. leave the theater. I was like, yeah. I'm out. Yeah. Wow. So um, I didn't tell anybody, because I truly didn't want the, like, 16-year-old working the, like, the counter... <laughs> They have, have to, to go, go deal and with interact this with this guy. Yeah, yeah, I was like, all right, well, let him be a fucking dick and like at the movie, and then, <laughs> and then he, yeah, he can like leave and hopefully like he figures out his fucking shit later. I don't really know what his deal is. So yeah, my basic shout out is like, don't do that. Right. Like, be cool. Yeah. Don't talk in the movie, sure, but like, even if you do. If somebody asks you to like not just like you have options, be like, okay, mm-hmm. no problem. Or like keep talking and then let them mm-hmm. go deal, you know what I mean? Like go for, I, like what I, I don't care. But like don't do that. It's like honestly, don't do that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So um I would say, yeah, don't like threaten people's fucking like existence when they ask you to maybe not talk in the movie. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's yeah. all. I think there's a, you know, respect for other people's, you know, space. Respect and for other people's space. Respect for the fact that, like, a movie is not your living room. I know that mm-hmm. we've all been in our living rooms for a long time during the pandemic, mm-hmm. but it's like it's not like that, really. Um, sorry, one sec. Oh. So, yeah. yeah. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I cool. feel that. That sucks. I mean... I don't you know. know. There are some movies where, like, the audience is involved, you know? Sure. And um, That's a vibe. But Killers right. of the Flower Moon, about the, like, vicious systemic murders of the Osage <laughs> Indians in the middle of the 1800s, is Ooh. not one of them. That's dog. not one of those movies. Like, not it's not. This movies. ain't the Eras tour, bro. Like, right. this is, right. like, we're in a different vibe here, yeah. man. It's a serious movie. Yeah. yeah. So... That sucks when it, you know, impedes on everybody else's enjoyment. And it's not just you. There's other people in that movie theater, too, that. Oh, yeah. And especially when he got up, everybody in the movie theater, like, were looking directly at us for, like, five minutes while he, like, yelled at me. It's like, okay, man. Black. I'm out. Like, see ya, dog. I don't need to do this. Right. So. Anyway, um, 
anti-shout out to that guy, whoever he is. And uh, <laughs> next week, what do we? What do you want to watch? Should we do eleven fast X's in a row? It's like kind of a dream of mine one day to like do it all. <laughs> Didn't we do that? <laughs> did we? we did? I'm pretty sure we did. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I think like, Didn't we do a I'm cycle? Sure. I think we did a cycle once where it was like we tried to make it the most miserable we could, the worst order we could. And I think it, that cycle started with Fast 8, Fast 8, but then we switched it up. We kept going. I, like, I loosely remember watching the same movie for like... <laughs> Eight weeks in a row, dude. All right, well, let's think on it. We'll be a surprise next week, next time, you know, next episode. We'll surprise it. We'll text about it. We'll try to figure out what we're doing next. Okay. All right. (laughs) Till next time, Cycle 27. Welcome back, everybody. It's a pleasure to be here. We'll talk to you next week. Later. Later.